Morning everybody, it's great to be back with you again. This is Alastair Taylor here and um, missing you all but hopefully we'll be back together again soon uh, after 60 days. But in the meantime it's great that we can unite through uh, all these virtual means um, and it's good to be able to speak to you again today. Uh, today we're going to be looking at a passage from John uh, 17 about Jesus' prayer and I've entitled the message what would you pray? Let's just pray first. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to come together this morning. Lord, around your word, we ask that uh, you would speak to us, speak through me, uh, use your word to challenge us. Lord, we thank you that we're looking at a prayer of you towards us. Lord, help us to learn from it and be blessed by it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I would be the first to confess that I would not classify myself as a prayer warrior, but I do pray, and I believe that God hears my prayers, answers them, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, so that I may have even forgotten what I had ever asked, and speaking very truthfully, at times in ways in which I never get to know the answers, but the belief is still there, that my prayer has been answered. And so, with such confidence in prayer, what do I pray about? I pray for myself. I pray for my family. I pray for people and situations that come into my life. I pray for issues presented to me for prayer. I pray about the wider national and international issues that seem to spring out of the news to me. In summary, I pray for the things that are close to my heart. P.S. I know that prayer is not just about requesting... So worship and thanksgiving are also aspects of my daily prayer life. But today we are looking at a requesting prayer of Jesus. So what does Jesus request for you and me, all believers, in this long prayer recorded in John 17? As we find out what it is, we can be sure that they are, are the things closest to the heart of Jesus. Just as the things we focus on are... On, in our prayers are the things closest to our heart. So let us read the prayer of Jesus in John 17 verses 20 to 26. Jesus prays for all believers. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I want those who you have given me to be with me where I am, and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them, and will continue to make you known, in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and that I may, I may be in them. So what is on the heart? Uh, so what is on Jesus's heart as he prays? Prays three things. Firstly, the unity of believers. Secondly, 
heavenly glory. Thirdly, love from within. Let us uh, briefly look at each of these in turn. And as we do this, keep reflecting on your own life, your walk with Jesus, and your knowledge of the Father. Actually, this is a very personal reflection. And if you know that something is not quite as it should be, then please make sure you share it with a trusted friend, Christian friend, or reach out to one of the leaders of the KICL. But remember, this is Jesus' prayer for you. And I am 100% sure it will be answered. So first, to the unity of believers. John 17 verses 22 to 23a says, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. I think we all know that as Christians we should be united, be as one, and yet any church group is really a mixed up bunch of people who might not normally mix aside from their love of Christ. Apart from doctrinal differences, which we are not going to consider here, I think that many denominations or church groups exist because, because the difference, we are different as people. It makes us feel more comfortable in a particular style of service, wild and upbeat, or quiet and reflective. I have always thought that at KIC we include a little bit of everything, and I like that. All too often our human differences come out above this very clear longing of Jesus that we might be one. Perhaps that is why he prayed about it, because he knew it was going to be an issue for the church, as it had been from the moment Adam and Eve rebelled against God. But the importance of unity cannot be underestimated. Jesus prays that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me. Our unity with each other is driven by our unity with Jesus, which in turn is driven by the unity which Jesus has with the Father. This is serious, and where there is disunity in the church, then this chain of love is broken. John 17 verse 23b says, Then the world will know that you sent me, and have loved them even as you have loved me. When this unity goes then so does our witness of the love of God towards the whole world. Our love is a living testimony of the love of God as demonstrated through Jesus and his work of salvation on the cross. The greatest commandment emphasizes this in Matthew 22 verses 36 to 40. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And a very practical action given by Paul in Ephesians 4 and verse 26. In your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. It is not always easy or natural, but we need to strive for unity amongst believers. Secondly, heavenly glory. I think it is, was something very special to see Jesus. 
I'm fairly certain he did not walk around with a halo around his head. Perhaps, but perhaps there was something of a glow about, about him, as I have seen depicted in some paintings. John 17 verse 24 says, Father, I want those you have given me to be here with me where I am, and to see my glory, the glory which you have given me, because you love me before the creation of the world. To have been with Jesus when he was alive on the earth would have been so great. We have missed this chance, of course, and actually the opportunity was only given to very few people. We know through our faith that we will all see Jesus when we are finally with him in heaven. That is great and something we must all look forward to. However, I believe that Jesus is praying that we might see something of of this before, right now, today. And how do we see this? We see it through the love of the Father towards the Son, which has flowed throughout history. The Alpha and Omega, from beginning to end, This is well captured in the song by Stuart Townsend. How deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that he should give his only Son to make a wretch his treasure. How great the pain of searing loss, the Father turns his face away, as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory. And daughters, actually. Thirdly, love from within. John 17, verses 25 to 26. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them, and will continue to make them known, in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and that I myself may be in them. Our unity is on the heart of Jesus, but he knows that this will not be easy for us. We are fallen people and too easily think of me first. But there is an amazing fact in these verses and it is this that enables us to ultimately gain the same unity that is found between the Father and Jesus. In order, John 17 verse 26b, in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Is this fact not mind-boggling? I thought it was the Holy Spirit who did all the living in us stuff. But no, well, well, actually, yes, but that is not the end of it, end of the story. The love of God is also in us, and I, myself, Jesus is in us. You are not just temples of the Holy Spirit, but the host, but a host for the full glory of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Perhaps this is what Jesus was getting at when in verse 32 he says, I have given them the glory that you gave me. Can you believe that? The same glory that Jesus had is the same as we have now have. The glory of the Holy God living within us and the expression of this is a love spreading out to others. So what did Jesus pray for us? He prayed for firstly unity of believers. He prayed secondly for heavenly glory. And thirdly he prayed for love from within. All I can say and actually shout is a very loud 
Amen to the prayer of Jesus. Let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for your prayer towards us. Lord, we know it is being answered. We experience it day by day in our lives. Let us experience it more through this week as we continue to reflect on these words that you spoke towards your Father for us. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you, uh, you saw the importance of prayer. May all, we also see the importance of prayer. And Lord, as you knew that your prayers would be answered, so also may we be able to trust you for answers to our prayers and know that they will be answered. Lord, we love you and we just open our lives to allow your love, the love of Father, Son and Holy Spirit to flow through us, to bring glory to you and to be a witness to you towards all people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks very much, everyone. It's been great talking to you again. Have a blessed week. And, uh, well, in 60 days, I'll hopefully see you again. Bye for now.